Hello and uh, welcome to Solo Voices. We are here uh, with uh, Mireia from uh, Periscopy Invertit. And uh, first of all, uh, welcome to all. Thank you. I am uh, mm -hmm. super happy to have you uh, here. Uh, the first uh, question is, um, can you tell us more about uh, how Periscope Invertit uh, was formed and what inspired you to create music uh, together? Okay, so this project as a project, you know, as idea, yes, because yeah, you can have the idea but then materialize it later on, yes. So it started when I finished my studies, because uh, when I uh, studied at the university, uh my final project uh, i uh, decided to find a link between traditional music and modern music yes so there are uh, four uh, catalan traditional music and catalan modern music yes and uh, therefore I, i did research of that because about catalan modern music from barcelona and all uh, the metropolitan area from there there is not much written yes there's a few books but it's not much and um, One of the reasons is because, uh, well, uh, well, in the 70s, it was uh, in Barcelona at underground level. It was a great movement of uh, symphonic, rock symphonic, yes, jazz and all this, yes. And it, it lasted 10 years and it was so popular within Barcelona, yes. But uh, just with the time, it just get lost. And partly it's because, well, during the 70s, it was the dictatorship, so therefore... Yeah, there were not a lot of means to keep much, yes. But then once you reach all the recordings from this period of time, the quality is stunning. It's really amazing. And from all those artists, a few of them, what they were doing actually were mixing uh, folk, Catalan folk, with modern music, with rock, punk, jazz, in many different ways. Not all of them, but quite a few, yeah. Yes. And then I thought that was uh, quite interesting, this idea. And I thought that was worth to just carry on with that. Yeah. So that's how the idea started. Yeah. And uh, what does it mean to you to be a part of uh, the vibrant uh, London uh, multicultural uh, music uh, scene? Well, for me, it's an opportunity to play with uh, plenty of artists uh, uh, that I wouldn't have access You know, because uh, what, one of the things that uh, London has is that's quite, uh, uh, well, there's a great mix of people from all around the world. You know, it's, yeah, like, it's only London, yes. So it's a, uh, like, unique uh, atmosphere, let's gonna say like this, you know. But, yeah, I think that I will, uh, yeah, I'm just looking for a place where I can stay. And, um, yes, so therefore... Uh, I think that uh, it, that's in a musical terms, it's really valuable because uh, once you know where the live music is, so you can easily play with music from, uh, I don't know, North Africa, for example, you know, or music from, I don't know, uh, Nepal or whatsoever, you know, it's like, or Japan, you know, you only have to do, do the, the place where they, you know, because there's many kinds of music and some of them are more focused on world music than others you know so some of them are more just you know so but it's quite easy to jump from one to, from one to the other one you know it's like yeah and i think that 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 has great value because you don't find such a mix everywhere yeah and uh, and at the moment uh, when uh, when you made the music 
do you feel um, there is some uh, difference uh, when uh, when you made uh, there in London um, uh, instead of uh, in uh, in um, in Solsona? Uh, for example. In Sosona. Well, Sosona is really a small village, so there's not much going on there. You know, well, there's things going on, but not on the same level that could be in Barcelona, for example. Yeah, because it's really, really, really rural. So the thing is that I wouldn't put it specifically in Solsona. Okay, let's kind of clarify a bit. Because, uh, yeah, when you talk about Catalan folk, uh, and especially in my project, what I tend to do is to grab melodies from all the Catalan countries. And what I uh, I spot first it's the kind of melody, and then I say, oh, it's that location, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, for, but first I, I will choose the melody, we got plenty, you know. So uh, then, uh, yeah, and if you go in rural areas, normally they play the folk as it is, which is fantastic, because it's a way to keep the, the heritage, which is really good. But I like to, to go further, you know, because i always been based in Barcelona or within Barcelona, so I'm more uh, from town, yeah. So, uh, like, I'm more, more used to town mentality. <laughs> and maybe that's, you know, like, okay, I'm originally from Sabadell, which is a town that's like half an hour by train from Barcelona. But it's a bit, it's a start to be a inside of the Catalan, Catalonia, yes? Okay. So, therefore, within that town, at least when I was a teenager, so, yeah, we had young people organizing pole dances on the squares, yes? Uh, and as well, we had all the funk, uh, rap, and uh, rock, punk, and all these at the same time. Yes, and you find the same people who are organizing folk dances, and you could find them on the punk concerts. Yes, so yeah, and it was a great mixture, you know. So and then yeah, we were young, so obviously it's the voice of the group where they're organizing it. And well, of course, all of us we were going there to see, you know, to chase them, you know, because yeah, you are 16 or <laughs> or so on, you know. So yeah, and I think that. Uh, well, when I studied, I did the study jazz. So I started with classical music and then jazz. I moved to jazz. And then I thought that for me, it was important to mix all this. You know, so, to, so you, so you plus that, to represent, put that to music. Yeah. So, so you prefer the melting pot of culture? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Always. And, uh, Always. and I totally agree with you. I totally agree because uh, you you are influenced and uh, you can put uh, something of uh, other people uh, other cultures in your music and i think is uh, this is uh, the the scene the sense of the music uh, you mean yeah um yeah and what and um but what what are the musical backgrounds of the member of the periscope invertite and Oh, okay. influence uh, your sound. Okay, so the musicians been changing, yes. But although, because I, I always uh, select a lot of the musicians and uh, because I need that they are quite versatile, that they can play fun, jazz, a bit of Latin, you know, not everybody else. You know, it's not impossible. It's not that hard to find that kind of people, but you need to look for that. Yes, uh, that's one thing. And then as well, uh, once I look for musicians, I always try to have in my band someone from uh, North Africa. You know, so the first group I did, um, which is the one that we record the album, I had a couple of Algerian musicians. And then, like, uh, we were, when we were, uh, because I already had the songs done, and then well, the only thing I was doing is like, listen, I got this song with this instructor, that, 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 how would you play it? You know, and then I was letting them, okay, so yeah, I would put this Algerian rhythm, for example, or whatsoever, you know, 
And yeah, that's just a feeling that's quite unique. You know, I find that interesting, you know. And now, uh, nowadays, instead of the Algerian musicians, because what happens is the pandemic arrived, more than half of the band returned to their countries of origin. Then, uh, yeah, it just fell apart, the whole thing. So I had to rebuild the band. And now I got a couple of Egyptian musicians, which is different because it's farther on. You know, maybe Algeria, it's more close to Spain. Yes. So therefore, uh, when I was working with the album with Algerian musicians, it was curious because when I was introducing a new song, the, because all the melodies I use are folk melodies, yes. So then I was singing the folk melody to them and say, oh, yeah, we heard that song before. You know, it's just I got one not different, you know. They <laughs> say, well, really? And then they were singing that in their own language, you know, with their own rhythms. And yeah, I found that really interesting, you know, that process of construction. You know, so the Egyptians are a bit more far away, but still, you know, you, they cannot uh, uh, feel that a typical jazz musician who just play American music cannot. And that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. And uh, how was your Catalan background influenced uh, your approach to music and creativity? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, um, the, what, uh, which type of uh, uh, influences you had from uh, from from uh, Catalonia music? Ah, from Catalan uh, artists, yes. Okay, so the ones from the uh, 70s are the main ones, yeah. The, the ones that's called, so the music from the 70s, it's called Ona Layatana. Uh, in English, it's Layatan Wave, yeah. So the prehistorical tribe were living in Barcelona were uh, Layatans, yeah. <laughs> so then that was the Layatan Wave, that's the name of, uh, of this musical movement. So I take them as a reference, yes. Uh, and then, uh, for example, Orquesta uh, Sol, it's one of them. Uh, then uh, it was as well, uh, there is many people. Uh, we had uh, Totti Sule, which is a great Catalan guitarist who is still performing. He's been performing since the 70s till now. Yes. And he has a really unique repertoire. He's amazing. Then we got Compañía Electrica de Arma, that I think that this last year, I think that they already did the, a concert celebrating the, their uh, 15th birthday. <laughs> they have been performing 50 years. Yeah. And what they, they are doing is precisely to take home knowledge and mix that with rock. So they are more rockers. Yes. But it's exactly the same idea. And um, yes, so I think that they are my uh, main influence, all those groups from this time. Yeah. And could you share any memorable experiences or anecdotes uh, from your musical journey so far? Well, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, well, I think that for me, uh, what's been quite unique is that they offered me to record the album because I'm working the first album uh, for free. <laughs> I was kind of what, you know, like I was not even expecting that. And then, yeah, and it was really out of the blue, you know, because then I was starting the band. So we didn't even do any concerts, you know, we were just uh, learning the songs or that kind of thing. But one day, because I do, uh, I go a lot of jam sessions. And then at that time, I was playing a lot with a Moroccan guitar player and we were doing many festivals and gigs all around. But then we were not agree with one man that he wanted to leave, I wanted to stay. And say, no, no, you have to come with me. I say, well, fuck off, you know, I have my own. <laughs> you don't have to tell me what to do, you know. And then I thought, well, we got an argument, say, okay, I met him in a jam that I know that he wanted to go. And yeah, let's go to tell, can we take it from there? So I went to the jam that was at the other side of London, like one hour journey or whatsoever. He didn't show up. 
<laughs> and then, well, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know the people from there. So I play and play and play. And then from this, after I finished, then a guy from the public said, wow, what you're doing, it's amazing. Wow, well, do you have any van or whatever? Well, I'm starting my van. <laughs> so, oh, tell me when you do a performance because I got to radio station. And, you know, yeah, we can plug you. And what's there? I say, okay, we change numbers. I call him. Then uh, when I did the first gig, I tell him. And then, uh, yes. Uh, and then, yeah, he interviewed me, you know, because he was like, oh, women playing bass. Oh, women on the music industry. What's that? You know, like, come on, you know, we can do everything. You know, just uh, about the gender. But he was interested in that topic. And then after the interview, I would say, how come? Do you have time? And say, well, yes, I don't have much to do. Okay, I introduced my uncle, and his uncle has a studio. Wow. <laughs> and then the uncle say, no, no, if you want to record the album for free, say, what? <laughs> say, okay, wow. I won't say no, I'm just starting the van. We did one performance. <laughs> but okay, I got that, so I, yeah, I won't take it away. And now I have to do the album. So, and it somehow, like, to just got with the album like this it was well maybe it was better to start doing some gigs and then the album but i thought that yeah i had to do it you know and i think that the way that this opportunity show up it was a bit <laughs> you know like yeah uh, out of the blue but uh, and i think that you know sometimes i believe that's good to follow the flow so i think that for me that was unique and it didn't really good as well yeah and uh, how do you approach the songwriting process and what themes or subjects do you typically explore in uh, your music? Okay, so uh, normally, well, in this project in particular, as I point before, uh, first I choose the folk melody, because obviously there are plentiful melodies and the folk melodies, most of them are really specific. So therefore some of them uh, uh it's hard to use them you know because uh because of the kind of melody or whatsoever so then uh, yeah so i tend to choose the one that i don't know that are more catchy or that you see that you can fit harmonies more easily you know because when you go to folk music as well the instruments that play that are really specific you know once you take that away from the original scene it's kind of Okay, that doesn't sound, you know, not, not always happens, you know, so, so if you take all the folk melodies, so maybe 30% of melodies are, are like this and the other 60 not or something like that, or 30 and 70, doesn't matter. Uh, then what I do, I work, okay, for example, I see what's the, the, the inner rhythm of the melody. Yeah, so for example, one of the songs, it's a six day, and it's a melody that's uh, played in the Pyrenees in a really popular cel celebration that we call Patum de Verga that uh, it's recognized by the, the UNESCO because nowadays they still celebrate that as if it was the Middle Age, you know, with oh. all the rituals and everything. It's like, wow. So because the, the part is really iconic, say, well, you have to take one melody from this party. And then the rhythm is six days. So ta 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 it's about protest. It's, uh, it's about uh, not surrender. It's about, yes, claiming something. And uh, specifically this song, it's called the Eagle Dance. So I still didn't release this one yet. So but stay prepared. And uh, yeah, the Eagle, it's like power. It's protest. It's fight for the social justice. And this this one, this dance in, uh, in concrete uh, goes from this side as well. You know, so then I thought, well, that's perfect. You know, really has nothing to do with that 
folk song, no, but the rhythm match, the message match. Okay, let's go for it, you know? Yeah. Then I absolutely want to wave in uh, in uh, in the show. Uh, Mireya, how do you balance hmm. your role as a band leader, bass player, and you do also bass lessons uh, <laughs> to, and, yeah, and, and, com and composer uh, within uh, Periscope Invertit? You, you do a lot of things. and uh, you do uh, Yeah, things. yeah. It's a bit too nice. That's why sometimes, uh, you know, I just do this project in my pace. You know, when I got the time, then I push that and... You know, yeah, because it's a lot of work. Um, I think that, uh, you know, so like sometimes I just do one thing after the other. You know, so for example, when I was recording the album, so I was simply not able to uh, take care of to take care of all the recording plus the production plus looking through gigs plus rehearsal. It was impossible, so we only record the album. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was a shame because yeah, I had the people rehearsing and it was great to go for a gig, but kind of, well, if I'm doing everything, it's too much, you know, so then I take my time. Then, uh, well, now I got all the songs written, so therefore all the hard work is done. So then what I need to do now, it's, well, I do it's to use, to look for gigs, to go jam sessions. I always go to jam sessions, so I use the context from the jams to get gigs most of the time. And then... When now I'm considering because, yeah, I released myself this single uh, by Pladalladurs. And it's a lot of work. So, but uh, I got some offers. So, I got the offer uh, for uh, from a label from Barcelona. But, yeah, I still have to negotiate it for them because they ask a lot of money. And okay, if it's a level they should pay instead of you paying them. So, I'm not sure about yeah. this one. Then I got an offer about a marketer that, okay, you have to pay as well, but it's less money. So, I have to see. You know, and then I got to go and say, oh, no, no, I looked for something for you. You know, so, well, I have to see, okay, yeah, I have context. Yeah, I know many labels. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, wait for me. And, well, I have to see what he, he comes with, you know. So, it takes a while. So, maybe now that I release that, so, yeah, well, I couldn't look for gigs, for example. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just, yeah, it goes a bit, yeah, could work way better if I had more people in the team. But, you know, yeah, step by step. It is what it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> and what are hmm. your uh, aspirations and uh, goals for uh, Periscope Invertit, uh, Invertit in the coming years? Well, you know, like, uh, it would be great to see if we start to play in festivals, you know. Like, because that's when you start to get a bit of recognition and therefore you get more bookings, you know. Yeah, um, yeah and move it forward, you know. But yeah, it's not that easy because the competence is fierce here. No, no, there's plenty of artists and people, and all of them want to do the same to perform in festivals. So, <laughs> yeah. But I hope so, you well, will do. Huh? I hope you will do because you deserve. Uh, you, you do a great work and uh, you made yes. a blend uh, super. Uh, yes. Great. Yeah, well, I got a couple of offers this summer, but it was kind of. Like, you know, I need to pay my musicians. I cannot play for free and it's where I'm paid offers. And then it's kind of, if it's a festival that got a lot of audience and it's within London, I might think about that because it's London, you know, and I might cover whatever free if I'm interested. But yeah, well, they wanted me to play on the Free Fringe Festival in Manchester, which is seven hours by car. I oh. say, well, listen, if you don't pay me even the accommodation, then that's, I cannot do that. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not rich, you know, so then uh, that's a bit of an issue, you know, because there's 
some festivals that unless you got a promoter or something like that, they try to you know, take advantage and I don't stand for that. So normally if they don't play me, I don't play uh, yeah. here in London. You know, like, okay, you want me to play Homat? <laughs> That's wow. it. You know, no, no, because otherwise, well, firstly, I, I choose a lot of the musicians and the musicians I play are good. They have a uh, work experience, it's their job. Therefore, if I don't pay them, they won't play with me. You know, you have to, uh, the thing is that London, London, and there's 10 millions of people living there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. great. Yes. Yeah, so then there's plenty of chances uh, why they should play with you if you're not paying them. You know, it's like... Yeah, and the uh, thing is that uh, if you start to play with people that are not professional, they don't play well enough. And then if you show up with a bunch of, of musicians who don't play well enough, then your song it's not good neither. Yeah. yeah? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So then it's kind of okay, you know. Like I will play more from time to time, but if I pay the musicians, if it if it's not a great fee, so it makes a difference because yeah, uh, that means that they know how to play. And uh, it's easier to do the thing. So normally now what I do, it's one rehearsal because I got everything written down. And we go one or two, maybe two maximum. <laughs> yes. But if you can do that, it's because you know how to play. And then uh, straight away, you deliver way better than if you invest uh, plenty of time rehearsing. That's, That's yeah. It. Yeah. And how do you approach uh, composing and arranging uh, your music? Is there a specific, a specific creative process uh, you follow or uh, some unique rituals? Uh? Well, uh, I think that it depends a bit. Uh, you know, I've been using different units. You know, like when I started creating my songs, I was uh, taking the bassline as a reference. And first I was creating the bassline because I'm a bass player. Yes. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I was adding everything, you know, like the keyboards and everything. And, well, that makes a difference because, you know, most of uh, the people do the opposite, yes? They first uh, create the melody and then the, or maybe the chords first and then the bass line, uh, which is, oh, oh, yeah, I got all this, okay, let's bass play one note only, you know? But it's kind of, well, if, it my, if it's my one, you know, I don't want to get bored while I'm playing. <laughs> So, yeah, many times uh, I priorize the bass line and then I add all the rest. So in that case, the melody is uh, pre-settled pre because it's a folk melody. So then, yeah. So I say, okay, how oh, I can match this folk melody with the bass line. So at least that's how I did these this songs. Yeah. But yeah, it depends a bit on the project, uh, the way I, I create music. Yeah. Can you tell us more, uh, a little bit um, about uh, your personal journey from Barcelona to London and how it has shaped uh, your music? Yes, well, when I moved from Barcelona, I finished my studies. So I studied music in Barcelona, in a scholar superior de la música de Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> and at that time, that was 2010 when I finished, yes. And that time, uh, unfortunately, there was a huge economic crisis there. So I remember the last year of the studies, the, yeah, the ones who were still having gigs, if they were getting paid, they were paying six months later on. Yes. And, <laughs> and if they were paying on time, they had the half of the gigs or so. Yes. So, and then it's kind of, well, I just finished my music study and, and that's going on. And I thought, you know what, it's the time to explore what's going on uh, in the North Europe because always people say, oh, yeah, in the North, there's plenty of things going on and blah, 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 blah. And first I moved to Amsterdam. 
And then in Amsterdam, it was a really good move because at that time, it was a scheme for people who just finished the studies that they could uh, get some support, funding to create their craft so they could become self-employed. You know, so on the purpose is like, okay, first we support you economically so you can develop you as a self-sufficient artist. So at the end of three, they were, we were signing a four-year contract, yes? And at the end of the four years, you were expected to create all your income by, from your art. Yes, so that was the purpose. It doesn't exist anymore, you know? So actually, like, they just eliminate that after one year. And a half, I arrived because they changed the government and so on because it was all those economic crises. But for the year I could have that, it allowed me to start to create arrangements of the, the songs of this project. You know, because suddenly, yeah, you know, if they uh, just cover you the essential field and you can do only music, you know, so then uh, I had to plenty of time to investigate to see how I could melt up the, and I will up, uh, not for the songs, but uh, yeah, feel like at least a half of the songs of this project or something like that, you know, and I start to decide because first, when I started this project, the first idea I had, what I actually I was doing, I was uh, covering the Unalayatana songs, you know, that movement from the 70s from Barcelona. I was just making the covers of that. But then there I started seeing, well, maybe better you go to the root and you start to use folk melodies instead of covering that. Yes. And then as well in Amsterdam, I started to uh, met, a, I met a guy who was playing Koda. Koda is a, a West African instrument. Okay. You know, and uh, for me, the right then it was something new, because yeah, in Barcelona I didn't have the chance to meet this kind of artist, and it has really, really, really good connection. So then, uh, yeah, so we start to work together. But then as well, uh, yeah, the crisis that I was running away arrived in Netherlands, <laughs> and then the last artists start to lose their job, the local ones, the Dutch one, and then okay, if I was still learning Dutch. And it's kind of, well, if the Dutch ones are losing their jobs and you don't speak proper Dutch, you know, it's like, and then I try, yeah, it was not helping. I tried to uh, get cruise ship work because, yeah, they don't need to speak languages. But unfortunately, I got tendinitis. So when I, I was getting the rebel outside reading all this, I got tendinitis. I had to stop. But it was quite frustrating. And then I recovered, I recovered a bit and I thought, you know what, move to London, you know, like, and just restart the whole thing. <laughs> And then in London, it's when I, uh, because I had met this guy who was playing Cora in, uh, in uh, Amsterdam. Then when I was in London, the first job I was doing, it was a bike taxi driver for the tourist. Yeah. And one the day that was, uh, I was in London, the center is just covering tourists. I find a guy with a huge Cora looking at me. So, wow, you know, if you let me play my Cora on your bike. <laughs> I play your song and that's my my payment. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, what the hell, you know, it's like, that, that's where he should pay me. But I was interested to know someone who was playing a chord again. So I said, okay, I take the link, I take you from this square to the other one. And you play the chord on the top of my taxi. <laughs> and yeah, that's what he did. I let him in and he started to play his and singing on the top of the taxi. Everybody was looking like this. <laughs> and yeah, I was really short lived. And then I left to the Piccadilly Square. Um, yeah, and then we changed numbers and we started the conversation and he told me, oh, you have to go to this band and blah, blah, blah. And that's when I started to to meet the whole music, no? But it was kind of, well, it was a fun experience, no? Because when we left, it's really crowded musician and the police were, what the hell are you doing? Oh, that's, uh, get out of the room. 
<laughs> so yeah, so um, for me, yeah, it was a fun way, but that allowed me to start to get in touch with uh, all this whole music scene from London at the very beginning. <laughs> wow! Yes, super, uh, yeah. super nice. Thanks for uh, yeah, yeah. talking. Uh, tell me that. Can you tell us about uh, any exciting collaboration or dream collaboration you'd like to pursue in future? In future, well, in future, um. Well, who knows? You know, at the moment, I'm really glad because uh, the keyboard that's been playing for me for a while, it's uh, the director of the Cairo Jazz Festival, and he plays amazingly. So I'm, you know, like a better collaboration than this one. It's hard to find, you know, and then introduce uh, his uh, niece with a guitar that he as well uh, is great player. He uh, is one of the top players from Egypt. It's kind of well, you know that that's really good. Let's see for how long I can keep, I can keep them, you know. Um, yes, and then uh, it would be great. I don't know to, you know, maybe to get uh, to start to play in festivals and as well to step a bit to Barcelona, you know, to bring my music where it comes from, you know, because uh, here in London. <laughs> It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's like a curiosity because not many yeah. people know about Catalans or, you know, it's like, oh, Catalan, what, you know, it's, uh, it's not the Spanish, it's not the same. Well, no, not really. You know, like it's within the same country, yes, but yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so it would be great for me to, you know, to uh, manage to deliver something good to know that I can do pay gigs there. You know, so maybe that would be a future step. Yeah. Or maybe to do a tour uh, in America, whatsoever, you know. But yeah, who knows? You have to drink beer, no? So those are uh, one of the things that, yeah, who knows? You never know. So uh, any shows are already set up? Do you have? Uh, At the moment, I got a regular gig in uh, Orleans Bar. And then uh, we had to play like three weeks ago, but everybody was busy, couldn't make it. So then. And uh, now uh, the gypsy musicians are in Egypt. <laughs> so, and once they come back, so we will play there again. Yeah, because they love us. And yes, like they say, oh, yeah, of course, you have to play. And it's great. Well, at least I got someone that's com coming on, you know, and from here, the other things go up. Yeah. And uh, now we will play your, um, your, uh, your new single, Balpla de Yadurs. And yeah. uh, I listened to it and uh, I love it. And uh, for that, uh, you are here in, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the show. And you uh -huh. can um, tell us something about uh, the writing process of the song. Or we, we made this song. And, Five what the doors. and yeah. uh, then we will introduce it and we will play it. Uh, of course. Okay. This song specifically, yeah, because I've been uh, talking about other songs and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But this is specifically, I choose this one because of the melody. Yes, yeah, so one, one of those, well, like many other ones. And then this one, I decide to keep the folk style of the melody uh, as a start point. It's not like the folk melody. Yeah, the original it's different. Yeah, the original arrangement is different than uh, this one. And then uh, I uh, use a bit of counterpoint. Now there's a technique at the beginning, there's two melodies playing. Yeah? So there's a technique that's really oldish that they, uh, the, um, the Gregorian monks were using to creating their cantos, that was okay. So you have a melody, so then you have to uh, add a counter melody that uh, the notes are, uh, can be distance of a third, or a fifth, or sixth. 
Yeah, so I don't know if you are familiar with that. But then that's how I create this monody. Just a bit of uh, it's a way to create to write down counterpoint. Yes, and then I add all the chords and whatsoever on the top. Uh, and then after that, say, well, yeah, you know, uh, like it has to sweep with the banner style. So then I thought, well, maybe what I can do, I can add a groove that can be like, a, like a, not like motif, but something an element that, that repeats through all the song. That's this rhythm ta 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 Yes, so I say, okay, you introduce the melody two times, you put some chords, you create a pedal, so there are, so it sounds a bit simple, so the good chords are going on, but the bass line, it's always the same E note and F sharp, something like that. And then, uh, yeah, you have to develop the solos, no one has introduced uh, the melody, so then uh, you want to create a, a progression, yeah, when you create a song, so then the first solo, it's more uh, slow. Yes, so at least the bass line it's a slower pace, it plays long notes, yes, and it carries on with the same chorus than the melody, but without pedal, pedal, without pedal, this time I follow the roots. And then after, yeah, you need to build it up, right? So then uh, it's like, okay, let's gonna do walking bass, let's gonna do a more active solo. And then, yeah, to end up, yeah, so I thought it was need to go back to the... Um, the original rhythm that uh, I do at the beginning, like, ta, 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 yeah, where is the the keyboard solo, yeah, with the ta 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 ta, give a bit of groove, but as well it creates an ambient, yeah, and that's gonna use like a traditional scale, like, ta, 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 that's all the Mediterranean, you use this scale, yeah, so I use that for the harmony, and I say, okay, then it makes sense because it's within this area, it's like a chorus sequence, quite typical from there, and let's gonna put the keyboard solo there to end up with a melody. So that's that's what they did. And then now where we listen Balpla de Yadurs. Muchísimas gracias, Mireia, por estar aquí con nosotros. Gracias. Thank you, thank you gracias, so much. Doctor. You're welcome. Yeah. Good. Bye. Gracias, Mireia. Gracias. Bye, bye. <laughs> Chao. Chao, chao.